Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't no so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. The Dolphins pull off two trades to improve the team. The Heat are struggling on the road, can't find the dub. The Panthers are keeping pace in the NHL. And of course, it's FSU versus UM week. You know what that means. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. I wish I had a shirt that was like half Dolphins, half Hurricanes. You they probably I mean? got that, dog. You go on Etsy, I'm sure there's somebody Oh, yeah, that's on Etsy, that. but that's like a $60 shirt that I'm paying for. Wow, support a small business, so come on. I mean, where's the support for us? Jeez. I'm lying, guys. Go Jeez. subscribe to the YouTube channel right wow, now. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> that guy. But while we're at it, yeah, go welcome back to the channel. Make sure to go subscribe <laughs> go if you subscribe. have it. And if you have already, drop a like and leave a comment. And as always, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, and do me a favor. Go follow and subscribe to Miami Golf Bros, too. My dog is going to get ready to put some Major content out, man. I'm working, bro. It. I'm working. You know, we're and you know your boy's gonna make an appearance on this. I so. mean, you, you got to. We got to do the gotta match. Do it. So we don't know if we're gonna do a three yet or a six. Um, but I got a three hole matchup there already with my brother. And, yep. Shout uh, out to Hav. Yep. Shout out to Hav. It was a good one. I won't spoil spoil it, but go check it out. It's on YouTube right now. Miami Golf Bros. And then also we got another one coming up. We just filmed. Uh, so that's that's coming up soon. Um, yeah, man. And then the match between us. Can't yeah. wait for that. Yep. That's going to be lit. We it's also got lit. a video with you coming out soon. Yes. Interviewing Coach Sib. We had the interview with Coach Sib coming out, uh, I believe, this weekend. We're going to try to push it or maybe early next week. Soon. Soon. We're, we're going to have it soon. And um, what a great interview, bro. What a great vibe That's over there dog, at Top man. Golf, man. Um, Top Golf slash, yeah, you got to watch the interview to get the breaking news. But um, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope, and we got a lot of things going on, so it's worth it to go to our YouTube page right now, hit that subscribe button, get those notifications, and we'll let you know when we're dropping stuff. Yeah, uh, speaking of Coach Sib, we uh, we got to link up at Live. Yeah, that's right. Not, not the club, but the tournament. The, yeah, uh, the Live Championship was here this Sunday at, at the Trump Doral, and we got to go on Friday for a few hours, man. It was a nice little vibe, too. You know what I mean? I Super couldn't make dope. it. Wasn't feeling that great that weekend, but... Yeah, um, man. I saw you out there and you were having a great time, you and your girl, and it was just dope to have an event like that down here for Miami um, where you and I have talked endlessly how that game of golf is growing. You know what I mean? And it's starting to get really up there to the masses. So yeah, it was dope. And Dustin Johnson walked away with $35 million. Yeah, some light, some light. Light work. Um, I think that might have been his whole total earnings from yeah, yeah. when he joined the Live to, to right now. But yeah, the, the other storyline was like Pat Perez. Yeah, Pat Perez has made like, I don't know, let's call it like $10 million, $20 million in, in 25, 30 years. Just as long as Tiger's been around. That's how long Pat Perez has been around. And he's made, you know, good at living. Don't get me wrong, but Real good. let's just put a figure on it because I don't have it in front of me right now. If he made like ten million in the last ten years on the PGA, he just made like eight million in the last six months. So that's why these guys are going over there. We got to see some real good golf out there. We got I got to see some uh, Harold Varner versus uh, Brooks Kepka action. Dope. Some Cam Smith versus uh, you know the, your boy the lefty Phil Mickelson. I love that guy. Yeah, they were out there. He took Phil, Cam took him down on on the 18th or their 18th hole of the day, and we got to see that. That was that was super dope. But yeah, man, great time, great vibes this weekend. Uh, going to live and uh, everything else that came with Halloween weekend. How was yours? It was good, man. Kind of lay low. Um, a lot of work on the show, behind the scenes stuff, getting stuff ready and uh, just being a good husband and supporting the wifey dog. So it's been a lot of work in the sports with social household. man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it, a lot happened today. I, I came in here uh, thinking we were going to take this dolphin segment that we usually do and kind of jump into the preview. But of the next week opponents, which is the Chicago Bears after a good victory on the road versus the Lions. Which, man, we should have recapped that victory as soon oh, as yeah, it happened. Oh, on OnlyFans. Go right. check it out right now. That's right. <laughs> um, Cool little video where we put up our instant reactions to a game, and that uh, that Detroit Lions game did have a lot to unpack, right? We saw uh, the offense getting back up to speed, putting up points on the board and keeping up with, with the Detroit Lions. And then in the second half, we saw the defense come out to play and really put the clamps down enough long enough for us to get ahead and, and win the game. Um, 
it's kind of weird to see the Dolphins in this type of position, right? We're five and three right now. We're keeping pace in a in a real tough division, probably the toughest division in all of NFL, right? Um, where you have a six and ones Bills team, you have another five and three team. Who, in the who's Jets. that? Who's that one lost? The Bills lost. Oh, that's to. right. They lost to the Dolphins. Oh yeah. But we still got to go up Dude, to Buffalo. So my memory's fading. Let's these days. let's hold off there a little hey, bit. But it's all good because yeah. wait, what's this? What's this? <laughs> The Dolphins trade. <laughs> what is that? A huge move, man. The Dolphins made a huge move today. Go ahead and trade for the Broncos linebacker Bradley Chubb. Um, they also pulled another trade for Jeff Wilson, running back from the 49ers. But that Chubb trade, a lot of people are like, oh, but why we get him? No, we got him because this guy's a beast. He's 26 years old, right? Yeah, we're going to have to restructure some contracts for him and and get him paid. But this is a guy who's going to be able to take this defense to the next level. And how do you cover up not being able to cover for a long time in the backfield? You get a nasty-ass pass rush. And that's what we have right now. We have probably one of the best, if not the best, pass rush in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you you look at this this trade now, right? Let's hash out the details. So we send over there, we send two picks, including a first-round pick that we got from San Francisco in that Trey Lance deal where they moved up to get Trey Lance. And we send that first-round pick plus uh, in next year's draft, plus a 2024, was it a fourth-round pick? Yeah, fourth round. Fourth or fifth round pick, right? Yep. And and we also send a struggling Chase Edmonds, who we just signed this year to a one-year deal. Who dropped a lot of passes for us. It didn't look good with us in the you know the, the eight games that we got to see him play. Was healthy, but just no production. So we ship him off along with those two picks. And in return, we get a pick, which doesn't matter what the details are on that pick, and I'll explain why. In, in a second, I'll explain why. Um, but we get Brad Chubb and this pick. Yeah. All right. And Brad Chubb is one of the best pass rushers in the game when he's healthy. Sick. I mean, you mentioned, you know, some of the main guys that that are the Bulldogs. You know, we saw Roquan Swift just got dealed to to the Eagles. Right. Uh, you know, we've seen, you know, what other guys can do, like uh, Von Miller. You know, even though he's a little bit older, that pass rush is still something that's crucial for any good defense. Right. Absolutely. We go out and we add a guy like Brad Chubb. And then we take that pick that came along with Brad Chubb and we'll say we're not done yet about two hours before the trade deadline, okay? Trade deadline was at 4 o'clock. We go ahead and we turn that pick around. Mike Bandana says, you know what? I got ties in San Francisco. Don't forget, I came from over there. And this guy right here is going to be our change of pace guy when he's healthy. He's going to be the guy that is going to do the job that Edmonds couldn't do. And we go out and we get Jeff Wilson Jr. Nice pickup. It's a nice pickup because he's a good change of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a good change of pace back, like you said. And he has shown those flashes, right, where he can be a dynamic playmaker in the backfield. Hasn't gotten the opportunities because of the amount of good running backs that have shown themselves, even though they've gotten hurt, but in the 49er system. With Chubb, you know, this guy has played every game this year, 26 um, tackles on the season, five, five and a half sacks. This guy is a... Not necessarily that he was playing on a bad team, right? Because that Broncos defense is good. He's probably one of the, besides Patrick Sertan Jr., he was probably the, the second ne- best player on the defense. Hands and I down. just say that because Sertan does so much. At, right. And he's so young. And like, he's so big, too. He's a big defender. Yeah. He can tackle. He's not afraid to lay out the hits. He, you know, whatever. Sertan is a beast. Right. But Obviously. And, and that's arguable. You might even say Chubb is, is you know, your, your defensive MVP there on that on that team. And 100%. You now know, we got him. 100%. On our team. And, and and the knock on on Chubb has been his injuries. Okay, yeah, he missed you know nine games, ten games last year, um, but this guy has twenty six sacks in his career. You know, it started off his two thousand eighteen with twelve sacks. Year after that, got hurt, only had one. Came back in two thousand twenty, seven and a half sacks. Got hurt again. This year, on pace to get back to that double digit or close to that double digit sacks mm-hmm. with five and a half already. Him joining this defensive line, which is shown to have really good playmakers within it. I just mentioned Agba. We mentioned Phillips, right? Uh, Siegler has been playing great. Chris Wilkins, Wilkins has been playing great. Um, throwing this guy in the Melvin Ingram, another guy. Throwing Chubb that in this, we just that got mix. earlier, yeah, earlier this year, and you know now we I mean? got a guy like Chubb who is is not only just a plug and play right now immediately to have an impact right mm. away and help us get over the Buffalo hump right on the road or or get some of these good wins to get us back into contention maybe for a wild card wild card spot, but he's also a great long term play. You know, yeah. we're looking to build this defense. We got Jalen. <clears throat> We got uh, Phillips. Jalen Phillips. He's ranked 12th right now in the league on pass rush, on uh, on pressures created. Fire. And we got. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's he's ninth. 
and Chubb is twelve. Sick. Those Come two guys on, together are only going to complement each other, and they're and I mean we just got Phillips a couple years ago, so he's young. Chubb is twenty six, so we're looking at not just this year, but long term. Let's get this guy signed. He's going to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Right, he's going to be with us already. Hey, we want to make this work for you. You're in Miami. We got a great team. Let's make this happen. Not only a great team, but we have the staff. Right. We have the staff where we're like, we don't have to depend on you. You don't have to come in here and be Superman like you were over there in Denver. Here, we want you to be part of the unit, you know, so that eases the wear and tear on you off rip because, yeah, you're not getting double and triple team every time because they have to face somebody else who's equally as good as you are on the defensive line. Yeah. Right. Um, also, with the training staff, you know, I've, I've noticed that a lot of the guys that we've had this year where, where they've been injured, they've been able to bounce back and come back. Um, uh, who's one of the guys? Austin Jackson, you know, he was out. <clears throat> so we just lost. Yeah, like we talked you know, about. We, we lose just lost Eichenberg. Eichen, Liam Eichenberg, but we get um, Jackson off the IR. Which is huge. So one in and one out. Big deal, but <laughs> at least having Austin Jackson back is huge because, A, he avoids being out for the rest of the season. And then on top of that, we're just adding another good playmaker to that offensive line, which is gelling. It's starting to gel, but you know? I'm glad, I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, although I like the move that we did make, right, the Dolphins end up, I mean, the, 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 the tweet from earlier today was, um, you know the what, what we were able to acquire with all the moves that we made. You know, we got Tyree Kill. We got we were able to get Jalen Waddle, and now we were able to get Chubb. Really, really good. You know, moves made by Chris Greer here, right, and his and his staff and and the front office. Um, but there's question marks still for me, and I think for the fan base. Uh, you know, if you've been following, paying attention to, to what's going on in that secondary. You know, I thought we were going to make a move there. I don't know if there's anybody if they tried, if there is anybody available. There's still question marks for me. If our pass rush can get to the quarterback before they can get a pass off, by all means, yeah, we know that we have no problems there. But if they can't, and we these guys got time to throw, and we need somebody to be out there covering, you know, I still have some question marks. There's still some health concerns, and there's still some guys that are a little bit younger, more inexperienced. And then, like you just mentioned on the offensive line, you know, there's still some question marks there. I was interested to see. I mean, I know that that's a little bit more scarce as far as what's available out there and who's going to give up. What correct? You know, at the end of the day, they don't want to let go of an offensive lineman. If they, right. It's not like we were going to trade for T.J. Hawkinson. Well, no, no way. If you have Gasecki, you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, we, and we didn't deal Gasecki either. So Gasecki is a dolphin for the remainder of the season. Correct. Um, but yeah, those were my two gripes. I was like, you know, I just uh, on the defensive, you know, side on the secondary, and then on the O line, we just didn't make any moves. So I, my question is, did they make any moves? Were, were there any attempts to make those moves, or what's our game plan now that? The trade deadline is over in those positions. I think it's what I said a little bit earlier, right? Where where we focus on the defensive front seven and say, how good can we be there? Can we be great there? And let that help us alleviate any of the pressure that we're facing in the defensive backfield, right? Because we're expecting Byron Jones uh, to come back, right? Um, X, we need him to get healthy. We need uh, Holland to stay healthy and do his thing. Um, Kater Kehu, we need him to stay healthy. All these dudes that are playing defensive back for us right now, we need them just to stay healthy. We don't need them to be outstanding. And the Dolphins right now are ranked last when it comes to pass, right? We've given up the most passing yards in the entire NFL, right? Over 2,400 yards. How do you how do you improve that? You improve that by improving your rush. You know, yeah, we have the players. It's not like we're going to go and sign somebody. Now, to your point, you mentioned, a, a, you know, probably getting a cornerback or a cornerback or making a move for a cornerback. I read today that, that you know the commanders are going to be cutting veteran cornerback Willie and Jackson um, if they can't find a trade partner for him. I don't know if he got moved. Would, we can check on the computer. Would he go to through the waiver process? And then if he does, right. what, what waiver like what waiver pick do the Dolphins have? I don't know what waiver pick the Dolphins have. Um, I can double check that. But he would go through the waiver wires. That's somebody that they paid forty million dollars for. So it's not like he sucks. But the commanders aren't a great team. So it makes sense that they don't want to keep investing into that position. When they know that, you know, it's not going to bode well for them or have a long time, long term play for them. Right. For the Dolphins, I feel like that Chubb move really set the tone as far as what we're trying to do the rest of the season. We know that we're gonna, if we do make the playoffs, when we make the playoffs, we're going to need to face uh, we're going to face a quarterback who can either run or throw on us. And if. They can do either one of those things. We need to have the defense prepared enough to say, yes, go ahead and get after this quarterback, right? Whether it's a matchup against Lamar Jackson, a matchup against Joe Burrow, um, Mahomes, Allen, you name it. If you make it to the playoffs, you're facing a quarterback who can who can be mobile and throw the ball. 
going to need to create pressure because we have injuries or concerns, whatever you want to call it, in the defensive backfield. <clears throat> you got to get that pressure going. Nick Chubb, uh, Bradley Chubb is part of that. So on the, on the topic of, of the quarterbacks that we're facing here, we have coming up Justin Fields. Yep. Who has been, you know, he's been struggling. It's his second year. He's been struggling a little bit, but he's a kind of a mobile guy. He kind of got you know, his legs working this week, even though he faced a, a stout defense in the Cowboys. But, you know, he's been kind of figuring it out. So that this could be a good little test for us to, you know, make sure we, we can contain this kid. But then we got the Browns, and we face who we know, Jacoby Brissett. Right. And I know we can we can dog them. I know, Browns are winning, though. Uh, they just won last night. You know, Monday Night Football, they just won. Uh, they beat the Bengals, but I, I don't know, man. I think we can take the, those Browns. But hold on, hold on, before you, you jump in, uh, Texans, yes, Davis Mills. Nobody knows who that guy is. If you watch football, you don't even know who that guy is. That's a deep cut, and he's a starting quarterback. Then we got Forty ers Mike McDaniel's old team, and who, who do they got right now? Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Uh, They're a five hundred team. I'm not impressed. We don't face the best quarterbacks until the end of the season, and we got three of them back to back. We got Justin Herbert. We got Josh Allen, and we got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, you know, the schedule looks favorable. It does, man. Right? It does. But this is, this is where people get caught up. This is where people get caught up. And you can't allow yourself to get caught up. You can't say, well, oh, all these teams suck, except for one team. We can beat all these guys. No, no. That's not the way I look at it. That's not the way I look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to look at it like this for me. I'm looking at this game against the Browns. This is the game before the bye week, right? So... Let's say we beat the Browns. We end up going into the bye week six and three, right? At home, we should be favored. We could beat this Browns team. They're not that great. We're we five can... and three right now. Right, right. But I'm saying if we beat the Browns, we we're be seven and three. If we beat the six Browns and three, and the but we got to get to the Bears too. I get it. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That's what the... I'm saying. <sighs> we're taking that game. We're beating the Bears this week on the road in Chicago. Okay, let's say we beat the Bears. We'll be seven and three heading into the bye week. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Right. Beautiful. That's really top Lovely. notch, putting pressure on everybody else to keep pace. Those, those rest of the games, we're going to be facing opponents that are going to be trying really hard to get into the playoffs. Niners, Chargers, Packers. Bills are going to be trying to solidify their position on top of the AFC. Absolutely. We don't know where the Jets are going to be, and that's the last game of the season. And, and, and we're, we're tied the, with them right now. The Patriots. Patriots, New, New too. Day. Right? So, like, <clears throat> and then when you look at the AFC East, we're the only team that has two wins in the division. We beat the Patriots and we beat the Bills. Everybody else has one win in the division. So Dolphins are sitting pretty in the division, but we still have to go and face those teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? We still have to go up to Buffalo. Not going to be easy. We still have to go up to New England. Not going to be easy. And then we have the Jets here at home, which should favor us, right? But they beat us. So I'm sure they're going to feel confident coming down they here. They beat us without Tua, though. Understandable, but uh, we're looking at wins and losses. Sure, you know what I mean, and but that's, I and that's that what it out is. There. We yeah, throw that that's a out fair there. thing to throw out there. Um, I, I look, I get what you're saying, but you know, I, I think right now, yes, these next three games, I think those are the most important ones. Yes, sir. At that point, if we win these next three, we'll be. Um, what did I say? Right now, we are five and three. Five and three. So we would be eight and three. Well, let's get to the bye and, week. And let's then, look at these next we, two And games. then we would face the Niners, Chargers, Bills, and, and Packers. Um, the the Bills one, man, that's that's the biggest one right there because, you know, I, I really think the Niners, I think Matt McDaniels was the magic on the offensive side of the ball for them. I've been watching a lot of 49ers football this year, and they're good, and they got CMC, and now they they kind of switched it up. nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was able to switch it up and add some stuff, add some elements to it, but I think that our defense – is better than their defense right now. I, I I don't think that the 49ers defense was is what it was. And then you got the Chargers who have been struggling, bro. And we we've had their number, bro. I think that we we can handle that. But, but look, it's the man, Bills. Those, the Bills the, one is the biggest one for me. Three straight road games at 49ers, at the Chargers, at the Bills. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this is coming off of a, a easy home game in the Texans. You know, after the bye week where we should be rested, everybody healthy, rearing to go, right, ready sure, to go. Sure. We gotta, we gotta, we're gonna have to take it in little short, short spurts. You know, let's take these next two games. Let's look at what happens against the Brown, the Bears, and the Browns. Yep. Let's focus on the Bears. For us to beat the Bears, we need one thing to continue happening, and that's Tyree Kill. <laughs> that's the only thing that we need to continue to happen for in order for us to beat the 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 Bears. Um, this guy already this year has four games with ten catches for and 150 yards. Right, single season all time. Uh, the record is four. From Antonio Brown. So, obviously, Tyreek Hill is going to smash that record. 
this guy has more receiving yards, 961, than these six teams. The Falcons, the Giants, the Texans, the Ravens, the Bears, and the Titans. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we need this guy to keep going and stay healthy. Yeah. You know, and because and I feel like as as Tyreek Hill goes, this offense goes. Yeah, Tua is the one, you know, making the throws. And he's important, right? Because he's the one who is the best suited to make the throws on this team. But, man, the plays that this dude is making out there, the catches that this guy is making out there, and it's not all just go routes. It's it's 30 yards cut-ins, you know, 25-yard slants, 10-yard catches into a 15, 20-yard game. This dude has really been playing on a next-level status, and I don't think we've ever seen that level of football being played here at, in the Dolphins, like, Anybody. I mean, Not in that time that I've been a Dolphins I mean, fan. I'm sorry to the old heads. No disrespect to the old heads. But Tyreek Hill, in, through eight games in a Dolphins uniform, has ascended to the best receiver the Miami Dolphins organization has ever seen in its 50-something-plus history. Ever. You know, ever. And, and thank God that we have Tua because we need somebody who's accurate can enough you imagine, to put it to him. Can you imagine Tyreek Hill with Dan the man? Yeah. Come on, Pablo. Oh, my God. Dan would have five rings. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. The, the, for bro, sure. Dan for would sure. have five rings, bro. <laughs> for sure. Facts. And, and you know, again, Crazy. I just I just want to say this because, like, yeah, Tyreek Hill may not have the touchdowns yet. And he doesn't get all that. Waddle's been doing a great job of getting touchdowns. Gasecki's been doing his thing. Sherfield has been playing great this year. Right? We've seen those guys all step up and do their thing. But none of that is of is it even happening without Tyreek Hill and the routes that he I mean, runs and the, the and the planes. And, the attention you know? that he he takes away from those guys, you know, that everybody's focused on Tyreek. It's it's unbelievable, you yeah. know. But, hey, uh, I agree with you. We got to take these games one at a time, take them in stride. We got the Bears on the road, another back-to-back, you know, road. Very winnable game. Very winnable game. You know, very winnable game. He's not a he's not a threat throwing the ball, and if we can contain him and contain the running game, which we should be able to do with uh, defensive line, we're great against the rush, and that's their strong point. So we're gonna force them to throw the ball and see what Justin Fields can do. If you're telling me it's Justin versus Tool, I'm taking Tool all day with yeah. Tyreek Hill, yeah, yeah, uh, a sure. thousand percent. You know what I mean? Um, real quick, before I flip this, um, and we and we and we switch the the, the topic, the Dolphins. You know, they got three first rounders from the 49ers in that in that deal, right? 49ers got Trey Lance, um, and Miami traded all those picks that we got. The 2021 pick turned into Jalen Waddle, right? Because we moved up and drafted him. The 2022 pick was sent to the Chief for Tyreek Hill, and now the 2023 pick was sent to the Broncos for Chubb. You kind of have to like what Chris Greer has done, you know, in these last three years. Do I think that this team is Super Bowl ready? No. We're not straight up, right? Are we on our way? Hell yes, you know. And it all starts with us having a really good season, having a really good winning record, getting into the playoffs without a doubt, not having to sweat it into the last game of the season, right? Like we've have in these past two seasons, get to that next level, make the playoffs, and then see what happens in there, and build off of that. You know, they call me the delusional dolphin. Okay? <laughs> do they? They do. So I call myself that, but they do. Um, but to say that this team right now, as is as, as happy as I am with the performance and, you know, the outcomes that we've had, I, it's, I think it's a stretch to say, yes, this team is Super Bowl ready, Super Bowl bound. But if you turn that down a notch and you go, this team is a playoff team, I would go so much to say, yeah, absolutely. Because I think we are. I think we're definitely now in the best position that we've been since Dan Marino left this organization. Absolutely. And right now we have a, a really, 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 really good chance of making it to the playoffs. And not just making it there. Making noise. Making noise. Making noise. Making noise in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And, and look, if, if we're being honest with ourselves, we should have made the playoffs last year, right? Facts. Without a doubt. And One that would have been the, the, the season to be like, all right, let's be happy that we made the playoffs. Cool. We don't even need to win. We don't even care what happens. We just made it. And then this year would have been the year to be like, all right, now we're going to make noise, you know. But now the expectation is make the playoffs and make noise yep. for sure. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> listen, right now the team is really good. Dolphins have six offensive players that are ranked top 10 in their positions. Tyreek Hill, number one. Connor Williams, second best. Um, Tua, third best quarterback. Jalen Waddle, sixth best receiver. Robert Hunt, another offensive lineman, ninth best. And Terran Armstead, 10th best in his position. Sweet. Hey. 
That's how you build a football team. And that's what we've been dying to see from the Dolphins, you know? Put it together. Yep. Let's see. I got I got them beating the Bears. Do you got our scores from last week? What we projected? Uh, I don't. I don't uh, have it written down. All right. Well, we gotta start figuring. We gotta start doing that. Yeah, we gotta start figuring it out. Stuff. Stuff. Um, <laughs> I got them winning 31-24. Since it's not gonna get brought up ever again, you're not gonna right? write it down, and we're not gonna hear it next week. I'm gonna say we're gonna win this game sixty-five to three. Okay. <laughs> Just for that, I'm writing that one down, Doug. Sure, go for we're it. gonna write it down. Now, let's jump into the Heat because that's a team that hasn't been put together. That's a team that is struggling. They just lost, uh, what, two games on the road, two out of the three games on the road? Not going to lie, so I'm not going to lie. I haven't been keeping up, dog. Those West Coast games those, are tough. First of all, those, you know that, dog. I can't do those 10 o'clock on a, on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. School night, Pop. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> And on top of that, man, we're we're just we're just struggling. With the times that I tune in, man, it's like we we have little good spurts that reminds me of the good old days, meaning last year, right? You know, and then there's like these breakdowns where like these teams just take leads, like they, they, they just start scoring on us at will, like no calls go our way, and it's like it's just it's the highs are high and the lows are really really low, dude, really low. And the the part that sucks right now is that. It is early on in the season for the Heat, right? But still, being two and five is not where it's at, dog. You know, we being gave, two and five gave, is not where it's at. We the Kings were zero and four. We gave them their first one of the season after two strong performances, right? Because uh, in that game specifically, I know that Tyler Hero and Bam balled out. You know, um, it's just when you. I was looking up. The research for the for the Heat, and I'm find myself looking at offensive stats, and I'm like, damn, we're we're struggling here, dog. We're like 25th or 27th in points per game. It's not great. 27th in rebounds per game. Uh, I think we're like 25th in field goal percentage per game. Those are those are discouraging stats, dog, because that means that like somebody on your team who you're actively playing minutes to is is sucking. That's the best way that I can put it. That person is sucking because it has to be that drastic in order to bring the team average down that far, right? Not when you're getting games like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is consistently putting up 15-plus points, right? Always. For his career, I think he's like an 18-point guy, 19-point guy. This season alone, we've seen that Hero has the ability to put up 20 points per game. He's actually averaging about... Uh, he's averaging 21 in these last two games, but for the season, he's right around 19. Those are things that I'm looking at. Um, well, he's at 20, 19.9. Those are things that I look at and I'm like, yeah, the, the shooting numbers with these guys are good. So their efficiency rating or, or their numbers should be solid, right? It's the rest of the team that that's really doing us a disservice. And for as much as we like Struess, right? For as much as we like Lowry, those guys haven't been playing as well right now you know and and that's just the cold hard facts and those are guys that we were depending on going into the season because we knew that we weren't as strong in the other positions now bam has slowly started to come along right we've seen his offensive game start to jump up he's averaging about 24 and a half points these past two games good he needs to where he's shooting more right he just looks more comfortable in the top of the key shooting the ball or on the wing shooting the ball he just looks comfortable he's not doing that weird stutter step shit for me it's everybody else. You know, where's where's Lowry, dog? You know, he, we're, this, this is a dude making 30 million plus. <clears throat> well, let me get you some stats because you mentioned two guys. You mentioned Max Struess. Yep. And, and Kyle Lowry. He's, set, he's played seven games. He's got 43% field goal percentage. He's shooting 35% beyond the arc. He's got 5.4 rebounds a game and 13 points averaging right now. 13 points with five rebounds. That's kind of his main stat line. Kyle Lowry, same games played. He's shooting 34 beyond the arc with a 35% field goal percentage. He's averaging 12.4 a game, and he has five assists a game with 3.7 rebounds per game. That's not where it's at, though. When Bam is the only guy above 50% on field goals at 53, and he's our big guy, come on. Because even, like, I don't expect it from Jimmy because Jimmy's going to shoot. Right. It's a small sample size, but seven games is a good sample size to say who's, who's hitting their averages, you know? That's as simple as that. Bam's hitting his averages because he's a big man shooting over 50% is almost impossible for these guys not to do, right? Cool. Especially that he's shooting more this year. Cool. Jimmy, right around 50%. Cool. 
Really good. Um, same thing with Hero. He's creeping up to 47%, and he's shooting a lot more now. Cool. Perfect. He's doing well. And then that drop-off. You got Max Struess into the low 40s. Uh, you got Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, low 40s. And then you got Duncan, Kyle, you know, in the, in the mid-30s. Those are the things that I'm telling you that's, like, dragging the team down. Yeah. Because the limit, the, even when they're on the floor, they're not be even pre, being productive regardless of the opponent, regardless of what's going on in the game. And I watched those games. Like, it was very troubling to see that. Now, the, 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 the Golden State loss, I'll give it to him. Curry got hot. Bro, they, he had 14 points in the fourth quarter. Cool. It went off. He went off. When he, when not he, just him. Both of them play too. Yeah, man. And, and look, uh, for uh, I think the last six minutes of that game, we had Tyler Hero covering Steph Curry. That's a mismatch. All day, every day. And yeah, he was we, able we to take the, advantage of the highlight. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you because I watched it live. And it sucked to see Tyler doing his best to keep up with him and not being able to keep up with MVP. That's okay. You lose to an MVP like that on, on, sure. on the road, right? It happens, dog. The guy got hot. This is his home court. Cool. No problem. But that follow-up game against Sacramento, that's the one that bothered me. Because we didn't come out with any type of energy. We were getting bullied on the boards. And it's like, all right, is nobody else willing to fight? Like, where's they, the fighting spirit? They thought that Sacramento was just going to hand us that win. It's, that's kind of what it, what it felt like. Absolutely. And I felt like they were kind of ready to come home, you know? And it's funny because Jimmy came out afterwards and was like, well, you know, we're going to win this shit anyways. And I don't care what y'all say. And I don't care what you guys are writing. And I'm like, all right, Jimmy. I mean, I'm with you, dog. But but let's yeah, be real. I'm all, I'm all for that mentality, bro. But it just, again, we, we said it last episode. It feels like there's something missing still for this Heat team. For sure. If it, 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 for us, we keep saying it's a big man. You know, we, I saw trade rumors of Miles Turner going to L.A. now. Yeah. And and that would suck, dog. I really hope. How that, many big guys do they need? Do they have like I don't 10? know, man. And look, I even read about Boogie, Boogie Cousins possibly being a, a potential target for the Heat. Maybe even a white side, bring him back, right, just to be a big man and, and get some rebounds for us. We're going to need something. We're going to need something because... I don't just want to bring somebody up, somebody back for the sake of just having a so body out the there, move. bro. We need production. I don't know what the move is right now, bro. I thought the move was going after Spider Mitchell, you know, which would have helped. But that wouldn't have off, helped. Off, well, it would have helped on the offensive side for of the sure. ball. The kid's going off already in Cleveland. Yeah. But... You know, it just feels like we we defensively we're missing something, man. We're missing that Jay Crowder. We're missing that that uh, what's his face, PJ Tucker. You know what I mean? We're yeah. missing that guy. Yeah, we've had that that guy for the last few years, whether it was one of those two or the other one. But we we don't have it right now, man. Nah. And, and, and Caleb, Caleb Martin ain't doing it. He's not doing it right now. And you know, Jimmy made a point to to emphasize how much his his play is worth right now to the team because in that Portland win, Caleb Martin played great, played great. You know what I mean? And Jimmy even said it after the game. He was like, well, when Caleb Martin is playing this and he's shooting 48% and he's doing this, that that's when we get the, when we get the dub, he was seven of eight from the field, ended up with 16 points, hit two threes, eight rebounds, four offensive rebounds. Yeah. When you get that type of production from a guy like Caleb Martin, you're going to ball. The team is going to do better. Facts. You know what I mean? And, I don't know if Caleb can do it every game. So maybe that's what's missing, right? Where we have that consistent performance. We're starting to see Bam become more consistent offensively and defensively. Jimmy is going to be Jimmy. We don't have to worry about him. Tyler Hero is doing his thing. The fact that we're not even talking about Tyler Hero struggling or whatever, that he's just hitting 20 points like normal, and they're like, well, yeah, good job. You know, way to hit the numbers, again, kid. Again, do, not, do your not thing. Con- not concerned with him, man. Not concerned I, with him. The concern we, we is everybody else, you know, right now. Especially Lowry, dog. Lowry, I, I have I, mean, I have a lot of expectations for him. Those stats, from for the most part, those stats weren't terrible through seven games. I thought, honestly, it was going to be a little bit worse. Um, but we definitely do need more production. If you're, if, if you're not going to have double-digit, you know, or close to 20 points a game, you got to have double-digit assists. You're our point guard, bro. You got to be... You know, setting guys up properly. You can't have five assists a game, bro. We need you to have ten assists a game at least. No, man. And, and look, his scoring has gone up, right? He started off the season with only two points, had back-to-back games where he scored 17, went back down to seven, followed that up with 17, 12, and 16. Good. But that's not enough. 17 points, 12 points, not enough. 
He needs to be in that 19 to 20 range, if we're being honest, because instead of allowing Caleb Martin to take more shots or anything like that, he needs to be the one who's the aggressor and say, I'm going to take control more of this offense and put up some shots and hit some threes. Yeah, for sure. Hit some threes. We need him to do that. He did that in Toronto. And he's not that guy anymore. After that championship, Cal Lowry, bro, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you might be a cool dude and good friends with Jimmy, bro, but the Heat fan base is not not all in on you right now, bro. And you need to turn that around. Eight of his last um, 19 threes. Not bad. Not bad. But it needs to be more. It needs to be more. It needs to be more. Um, I don't know, man. Good thing that the Heat are coming home. They're playing tonight against Golden State. Another tough matchup, right? Against going up against Curry and the boys, uh, especially Jordan Again, Poole. Dog. Jordan Poole's been balling, dog, Yo, for, for Golden State, man. Yep. He's that been kid, killing it. That kid's ever since he got clocked in the mouth by Draymond. Yeah, bro. He's, he's gotten shit together. Yeah. I guess it worked. I guess it worked. Shout uh, out to Draymond, dog. <laughs> Everybody just needs to get no, shit man. split every once in a while. No, man. Shout out to, to Tyler Hero, bro. Shout out to Tyler Hero because even in the, in the, when he has bad games, he's bounced back, man. He had that seven point game against Golden State. He's Struggled big time. Followed that up with 34 against the Kings. I just really like where his game is heading. I really like where his head is at and the, the type of basketball that he's playing. He's, it looks like he's playing freely. And um, that that excites me because that just makes me know that he's not only living up to the pressure, he's going to get beyond that. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. He still has that hunger. Oh, yeah. Let's see, bro. Um, Like I said, they got this home game now against Golden State. I don't know if we're going to win this game tonight. We're at home now, though. I hope. Things change, you know. <laughs> it might be one of those situations where they think we're going to roll over and just take it. And we come Maybe. out. We, we, we got to have a strong three-point performance. So, unfortunately, you know, metal sharpens metal. And we, we know what they're capable of. We right. got to make sure we can respond. Now, we need that pizza manana, too. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. We need that pizza manana. Back-to-back home games uh, against Golden State and Sacramento Tuesday and Wednesday before we hit the road against Indiana to come back home on Monday against Portland, let's get to 500. Let's do it. You know, let's get to 500. Little by little. Little by little. Put two, three wins in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't expect a great thing from this team right now. We still, we obviously know that there's pieces missing. We obviously know that there's holes to be filled on the roster, right? So just get some wins, whether they're ugly or not. Let's get some wins and string them together. That's it. You know? Speaking of the NBA, bro, a lot of crazy news happening today. Steve Nash, Brooklyn Nets, parting ways. Um, supposedly, they're bringing in uh, the former suspended slash ex-coach of the Celtics, Udoka. Yeah, well. Kind of weird, right? Uh, there's, I don't know what's going on there, but that interests you, huh? Yeah, bro, a little bit because... There's a big change in dynamic for both of those teams, right? Like for the Celtics, it's like, all right, your coach is not coming back. You have your coach. Time to move forward, right? How how are you going to, you know, develop around this guy and, and get that camaraderie going? And then for the Brooklyn Nets, I don't know. How do you put that together? You know what I mean? Like what's up with that locker room right now? You know, you got Kyrie Irving and his weird-ass comments, KD. You know, focusing on himself and doing his thing. Ben Simmons scared to shoot. Kyrie yelling at him to shoot the ball. I don't know. Maybe that's something that bodes well for the Heat where a piece gets broken here and there. Maybe the Celtics are looking in a new direction and get rid of a player or something. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to turn out for the Heat, but I'm interested to see what that dynamic does for us. I think it's all noise. I don't think that matters to me. Yeah? Nah, it don't matter to me. Coaches is a big deal in the NBA, dog. Yeah, I get that, but it's in the Eastern Conference, too, you know, within the conference. So, you know, I understand that. But uh, Steve Nash getting fired and and Ime Udoka being named the the new, you know, coach, that doesn't do anything for us being Heat fans, in my opinion. My hope is that by the time the trade deadline comes, that Nets team is pretty much trying to punch each other in the face a la Golden State. And KD says, enough of this nah, shit. Bro, it only makes I'm out. stronger, remember? We no. just talked about that. No, no, no. It's not going to happen for them. <laughs> it's not going to happen for them. And KD says, you know what? Send me to Miami. I don't even know, man. What would you give up right now for KD? Do we have enough to give up for a KD? What would I give up for KD? I mean, they're going to want Hero. They're That's gonna, okay. They're going to want Bam. I don't know about Bam. Do you send Hero and Bam for KD? Mm, no. I'll send Hero, Lowry. They want Jimmy. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do Jimmy and Lowry. Jimmy, wow, you're just going to turn your back on Jimmy that quick. I'm not turning my back. I'm just saying nah. I need a vet who's going to be top three in the NBA to lead my two young studs while they keep it, keep him pushing and keep him young. 
Nah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would be interested to see what a, a Heat team would look like with Bam, Tyler Hero, and KD. I love you, Jimmy, but that sounds pretty freaking good. I think Jimmy's more important than that, man. He's running out of time, too, though. Like, it's, I, I don't know, it's tricky. It's a tricky the defensive one. stopper is Bam, though. We That's know that, right? One. That's a tricky it's one. It's super tricky. I'm just saying, like, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? It's a long NBA season. Wishful thinking. It sucks right now that we've only gotten two pizza mananas out of the heat, but I'm expecting us to get some more in this next week with these next couple of games up, you know. Uh, let's get by Golden State, Get beat them, get our revenge game against the against the Kings and then see what happens on the road against the Pacers. Let's do it. You know, let's get let's get three wins, bro. It's not freaking impossible. Do- doable. Doable, man. Let's get three wins. Let's let's talk about those Panthers, bro. Uh Panthers have been killing it. Uh, I've been posting some nice Matthew Kachuk highlights. That guy is turning into my favorite player. Quickly. 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 You know what I mean? Um and it's only because of like the flair that he plays with, that that swag that he plays with, you know what I mean? Like he plays with that's a lot a, of confidence. That's a hockey dog. guy right there. That's dude. a hockey dude. You know what I'm saying? And you could t- not not necessarily like a tough hockey dude, like a a guy that enjoys playing hockey. You yeah, know what I mean? Like a student of the game, but yeah. like you know what I mean? Like you still you see he's still learning, but he looks like he's like he's he looks like he's way longer in the like he's more of a veteran than what he really is for sure. And look, my favorite stat about Matthew Kachuk right now is this. He's leading the team in penalty minutes. <laughs> dog has 18 penalty minutes. He ain't scared, dog. Yep. He's not afraid to go out there and mix it up. And that's part of the concern that we talked about when we talked about the Panthers, right? Like, are they going to lose some of that grittiness in, in what we lost, right, we, in Hubie? Um, but damn, dog, Kachuk has been killing it. Leading the team in points, 13. Leading the team in goals with five. Leading the team with assists in eight. <laughs> and leading the team in penalty minutes with 18. Like, this dude has really come in and taken the team and said, yo, Let's go, man. I'm with you guys. I'm here to help you guys get over this hump, and we're not scared of nobody. It's it's amazing to see, bro. Yeah, so through nine games, we're sitting at 5-3-1 and one right now. Clean, baby. Clean, clean. And look, for, for, for as early as it is, it's nice for the Panthers to keep that pace. 11 points on the season, right, like you said, um, with our record. And the only two teams we're behind is a really good Buffalo team who's been killing it. They're 8-1 and one this year. And, uh, Boston, excuse me, and Buffalo, who's 6-3. and three. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't the Bruins up there right now? Yeah. Aren't they the best team on paper? Best team in the NHL right now. Best team in the NHL right now. Um, their defense is sick. They've won seven games in a row. Uh, they're undefeated at home. Like, that's a really good hockey team. You know what I mean? But that's okay because the Panthers have been there. We've done that. We know what the end game is for the Panthers. We just want to see everybody else really take hold and and start to develop that cohesiveness, that 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 new cohesiveness to get this playoff started, this playoff run better than last year. Um, I don't know, man. It's looking good for the Panthers, dog. They're probably, honestly. It's still early, dog. It's still early, but what I'm, like, what impresses me the most about them is the level of consistency that they've been able to keep over the last three seasons. Sure. That shit is impressive. It's hard to do for any sports franchise, right? And I don't think that, A, they get enough love down here in the South Florida market, right? Because we're not necessarily a hockey town. But even nationally, right? Like, I don't think the GM gets enough credit. I don't think the coach has gotten some credit for what he's been doing, you know, coming in as a new head coach. Um, And even the players themselves, right? We didn't have a lot of all-stars. We had one all-star last year. Those are things that... As you become a better team nationally and you start to open the eyes of the regular hardcore NHL fans and say, damn, that team in South Florida really does have something. It's not just about Tampa Bay, right? Because Tampa Bay definitely gets that respect. I don't think that we get that respect. Speaking of Tampa Bay, man, they're 5-4. and four. And the reason that Tampa Bay gets that respect is because the they team. got Stanley Cup. Championships, man. Championships go a long way. You know what I mean? That's it. Um, but I, I, honestly, as long as the Panthers can keep the pace, Right and keep it going. I don't see why this team can't go really far, bro. Um, like I said, this team is built around defense. Built around defense. It may look like it's set on offense, but it's not. It's really built built around defense because the teams that we've beaten, they've the most we've given up in these in these wins has been three goals, where we scored five. Right. And then other than that, it's been two goals, two goals, two goals. And this is an NHL game that right now is suited to score more goals. That's why we see a lot of hockey scores like four to two, five to four and stuff like that, because they've changed the way the game is played. Right. In order to increase the scoring. Right. So it's even more impressive that in this new age of hockey, 
the Panthers can rely on the defense and really close it down. That's like that's almost like pitching a shutout, dog. You know what I mean? If you're going out there and giving up one goal a game, one and a half goal a game, two goals a game, and while meanwhile you're putting up four on your opponent, like yeah. come on, dog. You're you're a really well balanced team, and um, it's nice to see that Kachuk has been so integral with this team because. For as much as we probably expected it, being the high-level move that he was, it's just hard to come into a team that's already good and be and make them even better. But this dude has already done that, and it's only been seven games, dog. Love it. I love, I love it. what I'm seeing. I love it, dog. <clears throat> it's definitely reassuring. You know, like you just said, you know, we we had some moves. We we, we, lo- we lose Huberto and trade a couple guys away, and we're like, all right, what, what's this going to look like? Yeah. We, you know, we see that it looks just as good as last year, if not better. And, you know, Kachuk, it's crazy. It's crazy. But what if we can make a run? Let's just say, hypothetically, we make a run and we win a Stanley Cup final. Bruh. And it's on Kachuk's back. That's a parade. Imagine that parade. How much do we got to pay that guy? Give him whatever he wants. (laughs) Get out of here, dog. The guy lives in Coral Springs. We can get, I'm sure we can find two acres up there real quick. Oh, hey, Papo, uh, here you go, man. Thank you. We appreciate that, all right? Yeah, man, you give that guy what he wants. You give the team what they want because they just made history. If if this Panthers team was able to achieve that championship that they're after, um, especially putting it th- together the way that they have organically, right, throughout the draft, making moves, trading players, getting better at, in the front office, bringing in new ownership, bringing in new general managers. Let's build the team this way. Finding stars, building up those stars. Like the the way that the Panthers have done it has been perfect every single step of the way. So there's no doubt in my mind that this team is going to win a Stanley Cup championship. It's just a matter of when. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of when. Um, and, and look, it, when we look at the other sports franchises that we talk about here on, on Sports with Social, we look at the, the Heat. Right. The time that they've been successful has been the time that they put things together organically. Right. The times that we've seen struggles when they have to kind of scramble and make moves. Right. Oh, shit. We didn't get this guy. Fuck. Let's go do this. The Dolphins have seen their success because they have put things together organically. Right. Build the whole lineup. Get a quarterback. Trust the quarterback. Draft the wide receiver. Build up the defense. Get, go get a playmaker. Now we see the fruits of that hard labor paying off because of the way that they built it. You know, we're expecting the Marlins to at some point do the same thing, right? We're expecting. Uh, the problem with the Marlins is, is they've always built that team and then immediately won a championship and sold it. And that's the problem with the Marlins. Able to maintain that, yeah. So they've lost the fan base, but but, but we know that that's not happening with the Panthers. We know that's no, not happening with God. the Heat, and we know that's not happening with the Dolphins. Thank so God. Those are the three things that I'm looking at. Like organically works better, mm-hmm. and for the Panthers, organic is working really well for those guys, man, up there. Try it. It's organic. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Panthers, man. Um, and, and look, you know, they've struggled on the road a little bit. They haven't been able to put out, uh, close out many games on the road. Now they got four games on the road, starting with Arizona tonight. Um, and then after that, they're in San Jose, going back to L.A. and then facing Anaheim before coming home. Let's see if we can get three out of four there. You know, that'll be really nice. Keep the win streak going and, and get a good vibe for the road and get some dubs, man. Let's see. And p- cool thing is, is that one of those games are going to be on primetime. The San Jose game is going to be on ESPN yeah. primetime. So that's pretty dope. Make sure to get, check that out, man. Support your Panthers. Yeah, they deserve it. Um, bro, it's time to talk about rivalry week. You got it, dude. Yo, <laughs> been practicing in my head the been, whole time. Been, I'm going to try it. Ready? Go for it. It's rivalry week. Boom. Explosion. <laughs> Shit, yeah, we got bro. it. I mean, this dog shit of a season that the Hurricanes have put together uh, you know, has, they're dog shit, but they're my dog shit. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, it has it wouldn't make this game anything to look forward to. But if if you followed this rivalry for sure for the years that it has been a rivalry, then you know, no matter what the records are, you got to tune in, and that's the reason why this game, you know, it wasn't scheduled up until recently. This is the reason it got scheduled to prime time. Correct. Because no Correct. matter what the records is, it's Florida State Miami. Yeah, and it's it's a hell of a game, and this year it's here in Miami. Yeah, and it's always a storyline, like you said, right? It's the biggest game of the year, no matter what, whether we're playing here at home or whether we're playing in F- up in Tallahassee. Um, the most important thing is always playing FSU and beating FSU, regardless of how the season is going. And when we're talking about the Hurricanes football program, 
we've seen a lot of up and downs, right? Um, they're four and four on the season. They just got a hard earned victory on the road at Virginia. 14 12. 14 to 12. Shout out to overtime. Ant. Bro, um, Jake Garcia won the game, right? He had the game winning play, but that game is, is lost without Andy Borales, Borgales, the, the kicker. This dude went perfect out there, dude. Made field goals from tough angles, tough distances, and made every single extra point in, in overtime in order to seal it. <laughs> Got to give that guy a shout out because he's been one of the real bright spots on this team. Um, same thing with Keen Mesador. Um, he got hurt that game in, uh, against Virginia. I saw him limp off. Uh, spoke to Vic. He said that he he practiced today. Sh- should be good for this weekend. Um, he's been killing it this season. Leonard Taylor. He had a hell of a game against Virginia. Um, six tackles, three solos, three assisted on three more. Had one and a half sacks. The defense is is starting to pick up, bro. And this is my favorite part about this team right now because this is what I expected from the defense, right? To go out there and put up. A real good performance and not and not let a team get up in the 30s on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's okay. You're going to win ugly games. The game was four, it was nine to nine going into the overtime, the first overtime. You know what I mean? Like tough, tough. But when the offense is still finding ways to gel, when we don't have uh, offensive running game, right, where, where we just had a change in quarterback again because our guy got hurt and we have uh, Jake Garcia stepping in. It's hard. To get those things going. And, you know, you have to give credit to these guys for going on the road, beating a tough opponent, and getting a win in an ugly fashion. Because nothing about this season has been easy for the Hurricanes. At right? all. At all. At least for the Dolphins, we've seen them have good wins. Um, when, the, when the Heat have won, they've won pretty. The Panthers are putting up goals on everybody. But the Hurricanes have seemed to struggle. You know what I mean? And... I don't know. Maybe this is some some type of silver lining for this team that can that can you know write itself into the end of the season where they get ugly victories and they and they put something together and go out and get a big victory against FSU and kind of show themselves like man we can we're gonna be all right we're gonna be good. FSU is not that great either. They're three and three in the conference, five and three overall. You know when you look at the Hurricanes, we're two and two in the conference, four and four overall. Like. What's, what's really separating us? Not a lot, right? So there's no reason why UM can't go into this game and feel, you know, confident. Now, even though FSU is 20 and 18 all-time versus the Hurricanes, um, including five and two games played at the Hard Rock, I really feel like this is a good Hurricanes opportunity, a, a good opportunity for the Hurricanes to win this game against FSU because of the fact that FSU is not that great. I don't think the Miami Hurricanes football program has needed a win as desperately as they need this win this Saturday against Florida State. Mm. And the reason I say that is for a couple of reasons. Number one, you lost to them last year. You got to bounce back and win. Yeah. You cannot, if you can exchange with a rival and you, you win it at home and we win it at our house, all right, you know, it's a wash. But they come into our house and they beat us. That's, That's a problem. red flag number one. The other reason I say this is a must win is because, again, the, referring to the dog shit season that they've had. Yeah. Okay. Mario Cristobal has to show that he's got the stones. To beat FSU. He's got to do it. To beat Forget FSU Forget about everything else that's happened. It's 4-4. Four four. You're at 500. It's a wash. This is the first game of the season right here. Right the here. only game of the season right here. Yeah. Against FSU. A thousand percent. You got to go out and win. You got to win this game. You got to win this game. You know what I mean? You got to win this game. And it's a primetime game, like you said, 730. A lot of of recruits are going to be watching this game, if not going to be at the game. Both sides, right, for FSU and for UM. Because this is a game that you bring your recruits to and say, yo, this is how we play against the big opponents. This is how we play against our biggest rival. And you go out there and you have a good performance. Um, the last two home games that the Hurricanes have had have been victories against these guys, including a 52-10 to victory in 2020. But, you know, last game was the sixth of... Sixth time in eight games that the game has been decided by five points or less. So playing FSU is never a, you know, a foregone conclusion for either one, either team, especially the way that both teams have played this year. Now, if it's up to me, I would put money on the Hurricanes because we're going to be home. Yeah, FSU might be better right now at this moment, right? But I just think, I just think that. 
UM has a lot to play for, right? They're probably the being disrespected. They're definitely the underdogs here, seven and a half underdogs to start the week. Have had some weird performances, right? Up and down season. You got an FSU team who, before this week, beating Georgia Tech uh, 41-16, had lost three straight. Now, granted, they lost to all-ranked opponents. They lost to Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest. But still, losses are a loss, you know? And when you can't win games, those those things stick with you. So I don't know if when it comes to crunch time, if FSU is going to have the stones, like you said, to to hit a game-winning field goal. I, I'm confident in Andy. Right, I'm confident in Jake Garcia throwing up a Hail Mary. I'm confident in Colby Young, who's been balling out these last three weeks for us, win or lose. I'm confident in those guys. But I kind of want to feel confident in crystal ball. I want to feel confident in the game plan that we're rolling out there. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't need it to be a barn burner against FSU. No, go out there, execute, don't have a lot of penalties, play clean football, which is a a real problem for for this Miami team. Go out there, avoid those penalties, avoid the stupid mistakes, and put yourself in a position to win the game. And I feel like this team can do that because, again, FSU is not that great. Even though they're better than the Hurricanes right now, today, yes, it's you can say that. They're better than the Hurricanes right now. Still doesn't give them the complete edge in the game, right? Because they're on the road. They're going to have to perform. They're going to have to put up points. I don't know, man. I don't know. Any I'm, given Saturday. <laughs> Uh, any game is Saturday. You're right, but like, bro, this this game means a lot. It, it means does. a lot. It That's means why. a lot to the fans. It means yeah. a lot to to. It's a must win for the Hurricane program, especially to the boosters. I'm sure that the boosters right now are fucking texting Crystal Ball and saying, "Yo, big game. <laughs> Hope you're ready. Let me know what you need, bro. You need the Gatorade. You need, you know, you need some Chick Fil A. Whatever. You let me know." Because they want these guys ready. They they want to win this game. No matter what the season what the season looks like, dog, you always want to beat FSU. Always want to beat them at home. Now we know we're gonna win the party. The party's always better here in Miami. There's no doubt about that. For sure. For sure, right? Yeah, your voice also is gonna bring you some of that footage. But let's see, bro. I, I, I'm not overly confident headed into this game, but I do feel good about the Hurricanes winning this football game. I don't know why, but I just feel good about it, bro. And 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 Vic was telling me today, uh, this rivalry is the longest-running consecutive series for the Hurricanes, with Saturday's matchup representing the 54th consecutive season where the programs have met at least one time, dating back to 1969. Yeah. That's wild. It's an important game, dog. Got to win this game. Got to win this game. And for Crystal Ball, I feel like if you win this game, it just gives everybody that belief that no matter what happens the rest of the season, win, lose, or no matter what, you beat FSU, everybody's going to be on board next year. Everybody's going to be like, well, no, coño, at least we, we know that this guy can beat FSU. Let's give him his room. Let's give him his time, and, and let's get behind this guy. But you go out there and you lose to FSU at home after losing to the teams that you've lost to, dude, 45-21, Middle Tennessee State, 45-31, um, uh, losing to North Carolina, 27-24. You go out there and you lose to FSU. It's not going to be pretty, bro. It's not going to be pretty. And we're going to feel the, those effects on the recruiting class in a major way. And that's going to make it even harder for him to win if he loses some of those recruits. Now, we got uh, a huge recruit. I think he was number six in the nation. Big time player. Let's see if he sticks around. <laughs> Let's see if he sticks around. A lot of a lot of that, I'm, I got a feeling, depends on how Saturday goes. Bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saturday, 7.30. A lot of eyeballs on that game. Yeah, for sure. And tickets still available, man. Not bad. If you want to go out there and spend 150 bucks, 120 bucks to go watch the Hurricanes beat the shit out of FSU. Maybe you can, but I won't. Nah, I'm not going to do that, dog. Nah, I'll be I'm good. not going to do that. Um, I got stuff to do around the house. I, I'm, I'm hoping that Jake Garcia is up for it, right? I'm hoping that he takes a hold of this moment and kind of etches himself into the history books here and says... Yo, this is what I'm about. I'm on the major stage. Major stage. This is an opportunity for me to showcase all my talents because he's gonna be here next year, and you know. But everybody's gonna be watching. Everybody's gonna be watching. So for him, it, it, it's a real big game. You know, it's a real big game for him to play to play well. Because not saying that he didn't play well against Virginia, but he only had 125 yards, no touchdowns, no no interceptions. 
Average about four four yards a throw. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. You know, can't have that against FSU. No, absolutely not. But hopefully the run game keeps going. Let's see, man. I'm I'm I'm. You know what? I'm wearing this shirt for a reason. I got my UN book bag right here, sponsored by Empire Boutique. Shout out to the homie Vic. Shout out to the homie Mark. UM 41, FSU 31. Boom. Wow. Can you do the special effects after? Uh, no, 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 no. Post, post, post. Like explosion. Yeah, you know, lasers. All right. I got, it. I got that. I can Look do that. <laughs> um, that's cool, bro. I'm not going to give a prediction. I'm just going to say the Hurricanes are going to win. Good. That's I'll my prediction. That. I'll take that. I'll That's take that. That's my prediction. I'm I'll just going to throw that out there. My my good juju is going to go towards the Hurricanes because I take hate that. Seminoles. I hate the Seminoles, bro. I hate the Seminoles, man. And there's a couple of those guys at my job, so it'll be really sweet walking in there on Monday yeah. with my Hurricane shirt yep, on. Yep. But, uh, yeah, man, let's get to it. Wrap this up so we can go watch the Heat game. Let's do it, baby. Great Every, episode. A great episode, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to Joel for always doing the hard work out here. And uh, shout out to you guys. If you haven't already, make sure to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that like button. Drop a comment on our latest videos. Let us know what you're thinking. And you know what time it is. It's time to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. To tell one more friend about this amazing podcast and what we got going on. I'm telling you guys, the content that we're going to be dropping now soon is off the chain. You're not going to want to miss out. Until next time. Peace. Peace.